0: When a client says to me, Deb, we couldn't have done this without you, or another client saying, I'm so excited we are finally moving forward with this initiative. These are the voices of amazing companies, amazing leaders that have recognized that at some point in time, when the landscape changes, the company is growing, there are new requirements, maybe their leadership can no longer have the talent to be able to do the work that is needed to realize long-term sustainable growth. We turn to professionals that have so many years of experience and have chosen the path of consultancy, business advisor, fractional leaders, or the drop-in CEO. My conversation with William Buckman is about that, that we need to rethink our business models and not wait too long before we go into a crisis because we can't fulfill the goals of our business. We might want to consider looking at our core competencies and our core teams, yes, have the best internal talent for what you are known for. But when it comes to those short-term, mid-term opportunities, challenges, leadership, there is a huge, huge, huge amount of talent out there for which you might want to leverage short-term, high-value professionals to help you with your business goals. I had an amazing conversation with William. You want to listen deeply for all the opportunities that you might be able to afford leveraging this new business model. Let's listen.
1: Historically, the solution often was if you didn't have the right talent in-house, leaders would go to a consulting firm, right, to a full-service consulting firm. And that is still the right answer in a lot of cases, you know, large global implementation, something very large scale. But if a firm has something that is maybe a bit smaller in scope where they don't necessarily need a full team, or they want the person to be a little bit more tightly integrated into the organization, and sometimes a three, four or five person consulting team can actually sitting in their own team room can be counterproductive in some situations. So more and more, leaders are turning to bringing in an independent consultant. So there's increasing demand. It's becoming easier over the years to bring people in quickly just with technology and setup. and now people working remotely. It's easy to plug people in, and there's also a greater supply. So more and more professionals with backgrounds at those firms are deciding to become independent professionals.
0: Welcome to the Drop-In CEO Podcast. I'm Deb Coviello and as the drop-in CEO, I drop into businesses and assume the CEO role to enhance the human element and increase the results they achieve. This podcast is about bringing you conversations with expert guests who have achieved their greatest results built on a strong foundation of purpose, values, and elevating people. If you're a business leader, entrepreneur, or even just getting started in business, Join us as we build the skills you need to achieve your goals. Hello, I am Deb Cobiello, founder of The Drop-In CEO, and I want to thank you for joining us on another amazing episode of the podcast where I get to speak to amazing leaders and share their insights and maybe inspiration with you. And if you love this episode, and I know you will, please rate, review, subscribe, tell others so we can continue to bring you amazing program. And just know, I am here to serve the C-suite leaders of today and tomorrow, navigate their challenges with confidence. And now it is my honor to share the mic with my great guest, Will Bachman. Will, a McKinsey alum, is the managing partner of Ombrex a global community connecting independent management consultants with one another and with project opportunities. Bachman is a former nuclear-trained submarine officer and a graduate of Harvard College and Columbia Business School. It is my honor to welcome you onto the show, Will.
1: Deb, thanks. It's great to be here.
0: So I am excited. This is actually the first time you and I have actually met, but we've been circling each other on social media. You put out a lot of thought-provoking stuff. So my listeners, if you don't know William Bachman, look him up, connect with him. Very curious, highly intelligent person. But the value that he's going to bring here today is he serves so many people. He serves you, my audience. Whether you're a C-suite leader of today that is going through some challenges, his work can help you as well as those thinking about maybe starting something on their own. How can Will and his company help you? So without further ado, Will, I'd love you to Share a bit about yourself personally and your journey to the work that you're doing now.
1: Well, sure. So I was at McKinsey & Company for five years, and I left McKinsey in 2008 to start my own independent consulting practice. When I did that in 2008, at the same time, I was reading this book, Tribes, by Seth Godin, one of my favorite writers highly recommend his blog and the book talks about connecting your tribe and that seemed valuable to me at mckinsey you have this global you know network of other consultants you can turn to for advice on a project pull people in collaborate and i thought that, that would be helpful to me in the independent world to have other consultants to give me advice help me get going and possibly collaborate with so i began Organizing events, connecting with folks, connecting them with one another. People found that valuable, told others. And along the way, some clients began hearing that I was, you know, had access to this community and began asking for my help finding consultants for their projects. So those, those two things grew in parallel. In 2015, we formally founded Umbrex but we've really been working on this community-building aspect since 2008. So fast forward to today, what Umbrex does is we serve two sets of stakeholders. For independent management consultants, we are helping to connect them with one another globally. We organize events, in-person events around the world, as well as weekly online events on all topics. We collaboratively Create resources. So, we have resources on our website of a directory of accountants, a directory of tax attorneys, attorneys, bookkeepers, how to find medical insurance, how to find business insurance, all sorts of resources at umrics.com. And many of those are built in collaboration with our members. So, recommendations from our members. We also help our clients find the right independent consultant for their projects. So, If someone wants McKinsey or Bain or BCG or KPMG or Deloitte caliber talent, but they don't need a full team, they can reach out to us and we can help them find an independent consultant with that background who has the right fit for their project needs.
0: Amazing. Amazing. You serve so many people. And I will tell my listeners, I have been all over the Umbrex website. There are so many things there, even just how to pitch, how to set your pricing, how to do presentations, every single thing you need to open up shop. And one of the things I will say is, if you've been thinking about it, but can't yet leave the security of that corporate job, I understand that. But this is an amazing resource. I actually wish I had found this three and a half years ago when I first started. It would have made things so, so easy. So I really, really appreciate those resources. But I want to talk about the same client that I have (laughs) My people are those C-suite leaders that are going through some kind of challenge. I would love to understand what does it feel like? What does that client look like? What are they feeling when they come to you and are thinking about, I need to do something in order to manage through that and finding the right talent? What What are they going through right now and how do you help them?
1: Well, historically, the solution often was if you didn't have the right talent in-house, you know, Leaders would go to a consulting firm, right? To a full, full service consulting firm. And that is still the right answer in a lot of cases, you know, large global implementation, something very large scale. But if if a firm has something that is maybe a bit smaller in scope, but they don't necessarily need a full team, or they want the person to be a little bit more tightly integrated into the organization, and sometimes a you know, three, four or five person consulting team can actually, you know, sitting in their own team room can be counterproductive in some situations. So more and more leaders are turning to bringing in independent consultant. So there's increasing demand. It's becoming easier over the years to bring people in quickly just with technology and, and set up and now people working remotely. It's easy to plug people in. And there's also a greater supply. So more and more professionals with backgrounds at those firms are deciding to become independent professionals. So there's a greater supply of that talent and there's greater demand. Our clients typically have a pretty good sense of what they're looking for. Many of them are former consultants, they've managed consultants, they understand, you know, like how to use consultants effectively. So they're often come to us with a pretty clear sense of what they're looking for, what level of person, what industry or function. But if they're not quite sure you know, we will help them kind of think that through and, you know, share some different ideas about, well, here's what people at different levels might get you. You know, do you want someone five days a week or do you want to have this over a longer period? How much of your own team will do the work? Do you need someone to more of as a coach or someone who's really going to lead the effort and drive it day to day? So we can help people think about those different options.
0: What I really like about your approach is not the typical just drop in a consultant. They write their report or do their assessment and then hand it off. It truly is a partnership, and that's why it's so aligned to my brand, because I obviously have that experience. I will go in and assess the situation, but often they just don't know how to execute it. So you have to roll up your sleeves and become a trusted partner of that actual team. But I think a lot of people realize they need to flex to this kind of business model having that part-time talent, highly skilled talent, but sometimes they're slow to pull the trigger. I have that same thing here. They may start feeling uncomfortable, things are changing, and then they wait, 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 and then something happens. They may be in crisis. What would you say to that leader to help them maybe make the decision to consider your resources versus waiting too long?
1: Well, I mean, whether, whether you find someone through Umbrex or, I mean, frankly, The first recommendation would typically be to use your own personal network, right? I mean, I'm always delighted if people come to ask to help us find the right person, but typically, you know, C-suite leaders are going to use their own personal network or people that they know, ask people that they know who they recommend. I'd say one thing that can help reduce the anxiety about, you know, bringing someone on is to structure the agreement such that there's not, you're not necessarily locked into it. So typically, the way we structure projects is, you know, we allow clients, if the direction changes or if the person's not the right fit, that they can end the project at any time. So if the deal is not going to go through or if you change direction, you decide not to fund the initiative, you can stop the project and only pay up to kind of the day that you that you end it. So that's one tip that leaders can have. The other would be start small, right? Start with rather than saying, okay, let's bring someone on for five months, carve out a slice to get used to working with someone, right? Think about having someone come in and just do a one week diagnostic and say, evaluate it, give us a sense of what the opportunities are, how you might approach it. That gives you a chance to get to know each other a little bit and you get to sense what the person's like working with your organization. It doesn't set the expectations that the person's going to be on there for four months, and then and then you cut them loose. But it you know it gives you a chance to test it out. And if the person, if you like what you see after that first week or two weeks, then you could engage them for a more in depth
0: effort. So thank you, because at the same time I'm trying to get a little bit of advice as well. Because as I try to build those relationships, sometimes what we can bring can be maybe intimidating if you give them the whole enchilada. But I have also learned over time to kind of slice it down and give clients an a la carte option starting out with the assessment. And then I can drop in and do it. And then maybe I can go into a retainer model. So I really appreciate that insight to mitigate the risk for people that just realize they need the help but want to not sure about how to move forward. So really, really great. But I love stories. So I would love to know a little bit about maybe a client that you worked with that was not so sure about going down this path of an independent consultant, but because you did and it was the right connection, they realized whatever the change or transformation was. Can you just share a bit of a story with us so we understand what the impact can be by considering this business model?
1: Well, sure. I'll share you a, a story from my own experience, one of my my second or third project I did myself as an independent consultant, very early days. So this was a firm that was run by its owner, so it was you know owner owner run. A firm that manufactures a specialty soap, and he was hiring for a plant manager, and I got interviewed for that job. But but, but I realized like I I wasn't really the right fit. I didn't, and I got offered the job the day he interviewed me but I thought I didn't really want to be a plant manager. I told him instead, look, I can help you do an operational improvement project. I can help you define the role of plant manager, help you hire the plant manager. And I don't really want to be your plant manager. But to get him over the goal line, he was really not sure he hadn't really hired a consultant before. I said, look, I'll do a free one-week diagnostic. I'll come in for three days, do a diagnostic, spend a day kind of writing up my thoughts. And then I'm not going to charge you for that. I'll give you the results and you can decide if you want to move forward. He really, he really liked the deliverable I gave him on Friday that week. He offered to pay me for those days, but I told him, no, look, I said it would be free and we'll stick to that, which he appreciated long-term. That client has ended up becoming a very close friend of mine, one of my closest friends. I served him on that project. We stayed in touch, ended up helping him sell his company several years later. He's now my age, but retired living abroad. So doing that kind of short hit quick, you know, let people sample the wares a little bit and it also gives you a chance to get to know the client. I think it's a it's a good way to move forward. As opposed to in some cases clients might ask for more and more like free advice. I think doing a short project that short diagnostic works well. I wouldn't necessarily recommend folks do it for free, but I would recommend doing it for free over discounting. So I would either do it for, for your normal full rate or do it for free, but don't say, oh, well, I'll do this for 50% off or something because it's it's tougher to raise your rates back up after afterwards. So if you're going to do something discounted, just discount it all away and do it for free.
0: Good advice. You know, I think one of the challenges of being a independent consultant is trying to find the right Sweet spot for your pricing to not undervalue what you do, but then there's always the challenge of business development and building those relationships and giving clients the opportunity to get to know you. I will tell you, I had a six month project, but I will tell you, once we were done, they say, "Can you do this?" Boom, I got a three month. Deb, can you do this? <laughs> I got a three month project, so I love that opportunity to kind of do the dance together. It's kind of like a courtship. So great advice, but. I am going to segue here, want to change the energy. We're going to come back to those people that are thinking of putting a shingle out there or uh, want to set up shop, but you wrote a children's book. And I would love to know more about that. I mean, you talk about that. It's way in your past, but I want to understand the inspiration because I see you, consultant, business owner, and then where did the children's book come into all of this?
1: (laughs) You did dig into my profile. I did.
0: Well, you put it out there. It's fair game. Yeah. (laughs) I guess that was about a
1: dozen years ago. So my son at the time, he must've been five, six years old. He was a big fan of the book, The Phantom Tollbooth, which everyone should read. And so I wrote a, and he was also a huge storyteller. So from the very young age, my son was this big storyteller. He could sit there and tell stories just for, you know, for hours, right? Making them up and so, I wrote him a book, I think, The Playground Tollbooth. And it was a book about each chapter was about kind of one aspect of storytelling. So I think there was a chapter on characters, a chapter on plot, a chapter on, you know, setting. And it was all in kind of a, not exactly a parody, but playing off the Phantom Tollbooth book. And I just wrote it in a weekend and self published it. It's still available on Amazon, I believe. I think I was probably the only sale ever, perhaps. So it was free free to download as an ebook, but you could pay for a hardcover. I got a hardcover, and it was it was a fun fun gift for my son. So I think any kid would probably like getting a a book of stories written by their parent. And it was a way for me to show him, like, hey, I really care about your storytelling, and you know, to try to share that with him. So
0: so since then, your storytelling son. Where is he? What is he doing today? And is he still telling stories? He is
1: still telling stories. So my son now is a senior in high school at Frank Sinatra School of the Arts. He decided to go to a specialty art school so he could major in film. And he is now applying to film school for college. So he is still a storyteller 12 or 13 years later. So and that looks like that's the track he's on.
0: And you never know, he may bring forward someday your book (laughs) and tell the story in 3D visual. You never know. A beautiful story. Thank you for sharing that. I was very curious about that because I see your work, again, is very strategic, tactical in servicing clients at wherever they're at. But I always like to bring in the personal to understand that creative person behind what we have here on stage. But let's shift the energy again, because near and dear to my heart are all those people, those Resources out there that have decided to leave corporate, or are no longer associated with corporate, or are thinking of moving into being an independent consultant. Tell us more about Umbrex and how that community can support them to move forward with that pursuit.
1: Yeah, well, thanks, Deb. So before I forget, I will mention that we have created a guide on how to set up your own consulting practice and. It has 90 short videos. It has 30 tools and templates you can download. And normally, we charge for it. It's normally $500. However, we will offer a discount code for your listeners for 100% off for a limited time. So this code will expire December 31st, and we'll make a discount code that says CEO Compass one word. So CEO Compass. I'll get you the link up so you can include it in the show notes. So listeners. Once you register and log in, you can have, you know, complete, you can have full access to it ongoing, but the code will expire December 31st. So that will walk you through all the steps. I I created that course because people kept asking me for advice on one topic or the other. I finally said, okay, I'm just going to record it so I can hand it out. I'll talk you through how to set up your firm from the legal aspect. It has contract templates in there. Financially, how to set up an LLC, how much you should have in savings before you start, how to price your services, some recommendations on technology, on marketing, on business development. Doesn't really cover how to actually do the consulting itself. So we expect that you're coming with some industry or functional knowledge. This is more about the surrounding piece of how to set up the practice, how to invoice, how to have a CRM system, how how to do business development. So that's one thing I'll offer. Also, if you go to umbrex.com on our resources tab, we have we're coming out with just about every week, some new resource. I m- mentioned some of them earlier, how to get business insurance, how to get health insurance, how to find a tax accountant, an attorney, how to set up a website. We have you know 30 plus resources on that page and we continue to add to it. So for, that's kind of the place that i point people if they're looking for how to get started or some specific thing of how to run their firm.
0: So I'm now associated with it and I have been applying for opportunities. And so I sincerely appreciate it because some of them are really, really interesting and up my alley. So it's very diverse. So this community, what are the resources you have? I think you've got webinars. How has this helped? Like, I mean, a, a few stories. I know I'm independently looking for work through your site, but what have been some of the things that you didn't expect or did happen, is associated with building this community of independent consultants. Any wow or fun facts about it?
1: Well, I think one of the most rewarding aspects of this is getting to know people over a period of time and seeing people's practice develop, which is really what we're trying to encourage. So some people will start out in the independent world in their initial stages they may be going through intermediaries or through staffing firms or getting projects through umbrex and then as they get more established and begin building direct client relationships which is what we encourage and building their own practice we've seen people you know do projects through umbrex and build their own practice build their relationships and then at some point they get they're selling enough work or developing enough work that they're actually now coming to back to us as clients saying hey, now I'm, you know, I actually need some leverage. I need a senior associate to help me deliver some work because I'm bringing in much larger projects. So it's really encouraging to see people make that transition over time.
0: You know, I didn't realize that, and that should be the worst thing that ever happens, that we don't have a network and we have too much work, but knowing that we could tap into you for those resources. Now, let's just talk a little bit to the person who is still in their career And they're not sure, again, I don't want to lose my insurance. I don't want to lose that financial stability. What can we advise them to start doing, even if they're not quite ready to take that leap? What are just a couple few steps that they're just saying, I want to be in control of my pursuit. I want to move people over to this side (laughs) a little bit.
1: Well, that guy that I mentioned earlier actually has a section on this very topic. And I'll mention some of the key points. So if you are currently in a role and thinking about doing this a year or two from now of making the transition, here are are some things you can do today. So first is you can start getting the infrastructure for your firm in place, kind of in a covert way, right? You could come up with a name for your firm, you can come up, you can get an LLC, you can get a logo, you could build a website, but just not publish it, you could get brand guidelines, right? You can do all of that stuff in the background. That's number one. So sort of infrastructure is number one. Number two is your skills. So if you've been, let's say a relatively senior executive for a while, you know, with your C suite listeners, Deb, often in the independent world, you're not going to have big staff. You're not going to have someone to run the Excel model for you or to create the PowerPoint pages. So you may want to brush up on some of those basic skills, brush up your Excel, brush up your PowerPoint. Number three is relationships. So. It is much easier to build relationships with peers at other companies while you're still in an executive role compared to if you're an independent consultant trying to knock on doors. So my advice to folks that are in an executive role is find some reason to reach out to executives who are peers of yours at other firms. Let's say that you're the head of data analytics at company X. We'll reach out to com- heads of data analytics at companies Y and Z, figure out some excuse to do that. You know, Maybe it's, hey, I just want to touch base. How do you think about recruiting in this environment? Or I'm evaluating some new tools. I'd love to get your perspective. You know, come up with some reason to reach out to people and just get to know them. If you reach out to one person per week and have one conversation per week, two years from now, it'd be 100 people that you know in executive roles, and if you stay in touch with those folks, then when you become an independent consultant, they're natural potential clients. That's much easier conversation than as a consultant trying to knock on doors and saying, hey, you know, here I am, I'm a consultant on data analytics, you wanna chat with me? So I think building relationships is number three. Number four is just like you're doing with your podcast, Deb, think about building some kind of content creation platform uh, now, some companies may have restrictions on this, but in other cases, some companies may actually support you on this. So, you know, speak at conferences, start building a list of you know, potential subscribers or names, getting your name out there, creating content so that you can start building a followership that can follow you after you've left your role. So those are four things that you could do today to start preparing for a couple of years from now.
0: So well, I so appreciate that. And again, I wish even though I did seek advice on what to do systematically on how to build a business. Oh, my, I just wish you were there on day one (laughs) to have maybe shortcut at least a few of the things. But I, I really appreciate that. And I will validate that thing about the network. I had a great internal network with all areas of the business. And as soon as I was on the outside, it was very, very did I say very lonely? <laughs> and I didn't have all of those things, but I am also knocking on doors right now, curious about their careers and finding ways to just connect with people and get to know them and start building some trust. So really sound advice because it's working for me as well. Now, I am a curious person. You have more stuff on your profile. I want to understand a little bit more about your nuclear trained submarine officer experience with your <laughs> achievement medals. What from those experiences and that pursuit have you brought forward into the work that you're doing? Because, oh my, you are so smart and I can't believe all the things that you have done in your past.
1: Well, for one thing, serving on a, a nuclear submarine does prepare you for living in a New York City apartment. So that'd be, that'd be one. The New York City apartment appears spacious compared to our accommodations on board. But in terms of you know, how it's affected me, the influence of my Navy experience has been profound on a number of different dimensions. I'll mention just a few of them. So one is in the nuclear Navy, there's very much a requirement. In the Navy, they call it forceful backup. So in the nuclear Navy, so as opposed to what people maybe perceive or think about the military as Officers, you know, shouting orders and people just saluting and saying "Yes, sir," "Yes, ma'am." The reality in the submarine force, at least, is there's an expectation that more junior people will give forceful backup to more to the more senior people. So, if I was on watch and gave an order to the electrical operator to make some transition in the electric plant, and he thought it was not the right thing to do, he was required to pause and say, "You know, engineering officer, watch." recommend we do this other thing or recommend we check the procedure, right? So that stuck with me. And, you know, I think I I try to use that same culture in my own work, right? I'm making sure that, you know, the, the members of my team, for example, feel that same sense that they're not just allowed, but expected to provide forceful backup. That's number one. Number two is do routine things in a routine manner. So I love creativity. It's great. But if we've established a process for getting something done, unless we have a discussion about it, let's have a standard operating procedure and do routine things in a routine manner. Let's follow the procedure. And if if there's some good ideas about how to change the procedure, fantastic. But otherwise, let's document the procedure and follow the procedure. Another one is having a process of thinking about root cause problem solving. So that's big in the Navy. If something goes wrong, you don't kill the person, right? Or like, you know, fire them, whatever. You calmly try to understand, okay, what was the root cause? What were all the steps, fact finding? And let's figure out how we don't do that again, right? Let's address the root cause. So I try to use that same principle in my own business.
0: I love all of these. And I'm so glad I asked the question, because I just didn't know this about you. I mean, you're speaking to my heart you know, they use things like safe space, but you, it's it's one of those things that's paying respect to the the integrity of the people that support you to give them a place that if they disagree or want to enrich the decision, they can do it. And I think that's so important for people in the workplace to check in with their people. And if they have a dissenting opinion or something respectfully, they want to say, you need to find out if they feel comfortable enough to be able to express it. Because You may be steering the ship the wrong way and obviously procedures process that speaks to my heart being an operations and quality compliance person. There's something to be said about that. So when you know things are humming along the routine work, it gives you space for that creativity versus chaos. If you don't have standard operating procedures, there's no time for creativity. It's all hands on deck. Amazing conversation. I do need to bring this to a close, but for me, it was just such a great experience getting to know a little bit more about yourself personally, the book, your son, (laughs) the Navy career, but also doing so, so much work to really help C-suite leaders who are going through challenges need great resources and those that want to be in service. So, any last thoughts that you want to share before we bring this to a close? No, Deb. Thanks so much for the conversation. Folks that are interested
1: in the resources can go to umbrex.com resources and if they're interested in that guide well i'll I'll give you the the link so you can put that in the show notes and if people are interested in becoming independent consultants we're happy to help them out on that journey that's our mission is to help independent professionals thrive and happy to hear from your listeners
0: all right i wish you will continue success can't wait to continue to be a part of your organization and uh do want to wish you well Thank you. Thank you for listening to the Drop-In CEO Podcast. My new book, The CEO's Compass, will change the way you think about leadership, navigate rapid transformation, and elevate the leaders of tomorrow. If you're feeling off track, The CEO's Compass assessment will guide you to peace of mind in days, not months. You can learn more about The CEO's Compass by visiting my website at dropinceo.com. Now go out and lead inspire and achieve your goals.